Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, LeBron's return home. It was spoiled last night by the new Cavaliers stars. We break down how that game went. And speaking of the Lakers, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're both officially out tonight against the Raptors. So what that means for Los Angeles. Plus, the top teams in both conferences, they score off tonight in the desert. Could this be an early finals preview? And we have an update on Chris Paul. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. She's Shanae Agumake. He's Richard Jefferson. I'm Malika Andrews. And I can't what? stand you. We start today's show in your old stomping grounds, Richard, because LeBron James, he returned to Cleveland last night. And heading into the night, LeBron's teams, they'd never been swept in the regular season by the Cavaliers. Yeah. Um, that changed a little bit. So let's head there now. LeBron back in Cleveland. He received cheers as he was being introduced, as he did when he did his little chocolate. He's still doing signature. He's it's still, the do, he's still he doing has, thing. It's in contract for him to do it in Cleveland. <laughs> he's still doing it. <laughs> well, you know what else he's still doing? Uh, the first Lakers possession. LeBron right here. Watch him. Anthony Davis. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. There's some extra stuff. there. And Ooh. the Cavs, they would pay tribute to LeBron at the break. Take a listen. Cavalier fans, please welcome back to Cleveland, 2016 NBA champion, LeBron James! Figured they're going to continue to do that for LeBron. Uh, Here's what he had to say about being back in Cleveland. It's always uh, love coming back here. Um, obviously, you know, the memories that I have here uh, will never be forgotten, um, you know, from the time I was drafted as an 18-year-old kid to the time I left um, and then left. So, um, you know, the reception I got from the fans here um, is, is mutual, that's for sure. Ramona Shelburne and Adrian Wojnarowski are in studio to help break all of this down. It's always fun to see LeBron return to Cleveland. Right, Richard? Yeah. yeah that's, like, I get the same reaction when you I go there. All-Star house. game, you got a pretty so, a really oh, good. Oh, we don't need to go back yeah, to those, the those are the game. people. <laughs> yeah. It really it wasn't even about you, Richard Jefferson. It no. wasn't necessarily all about LeBron James. It was about Donovan Mitchell. We'll show you what I mean. This happened after Anthony Davis was leaving that game early. We'll show you the highlight as we speak. So in the first quarter, Anthony Davis, watch him here. He gets this defensive rebound, is fouled, a little shaken up by the play. He would leave the game in the first quarter with flu-like symptoms. He did not return to the game. You can see him walking back to the locker room there. And as we mentioned earlier, he will not be playing in t- tonight in Toronto. Neither will LeBron James. Let's go ahead to the third quarter here with the Cavaliers up seven, Richard. Yeah, and look, this, this 
Donovan Mitchell and what he has been doing this year has been so impressive. This Cavs team, we talked about them last year. They weren't able to finish strong. They were able to get Donovan Mitchell in the offseason. And, and to me, they have been one of the most impressive teams this early portion of the season. And I still believe that they can play a ton better. On Donovan Mitchell, he just kept it going all night long. We're going ahead to the fourth quarter here. The game tied at 92. Mitchell, once again, splits the defense. Ooh, friendly finish, Jeanette. Nice little hang time and roll. He's so athletic, especially when he's exploding. Look at that cross dribble. Ooh. Around the world. My goodness. Nice little jelly. He wouldn't, got, he wouldn't have got that against AD. And then this is the next possession <laughs> here. Donovan Mitchell once again pulls up for three. You know that's good. And one four-point play. This like, was a close game until he started cooking in the fourth. And he was cooking in multiple different ways. Watch Ooh, dime. Shetty Osmond there. Dime. I'm looking for a dime. That's top of the line. Donovan, once again, send the help. But it's the balance, you know? It's the balance. You had Jared Allen with 24 and 11. You had Darius Garland <laughs> with 2 and 11. And then you get the 43 from him. Even a guy like Evan Mobley had a relatively quiet Go night. They just have such a balanced team. Energy. And you just don't know who's going to beat you on a given night. Mitchell had 43 points. The Cavs win 116-102. So Mitchell has only played for the Cavs for a couple of months, and he already has two of the highest scoring games by a Cavalier player going up against a LeBron James team. The 43 points are the second most by a Cavalier in any game since LeBron left for LA in 2018. Here's Donovan Mitchell after the game. You know, you always... Like, it doesn't matter who it is. You always want to spoil the homecoming. Like, I think that's that's just a competitor, and you always want to do that. But it's crazy. Like, you know, I grew up watching him here. It's definitely an honor to be out there and, you know, to play against one of the greats and to get a dub, too, in front of – in his home in his hometown and, and in front of our home crowd. He has exceeded all things that, you know, we thought and what people had said about him. Um, it's not easy to be as talented as he is and to fit as seamlessly as he does. Mitchell is just, he's Mitchell. I mean, he did a, he did a great job of uh, penetrating our gaps, uh, you know, making some tough shots all night and getting to a real good comfort. But, um, you know, he's, he's a special kid. There's so many directions that we could go out of this game. There's so much to digest here. But since you were an NBA champion with the Cavaliers, I guess we're obligated to start with you here. Well, what was your biggest <laughs> takeaway from last night, Rich? Uh, one, again, it's, it sucks that Anthony Davis wasn't able to continue this stretch. They're, and you know in the NBA – Flus start popping up everywhere. Everyone's sharing the same ball. Everything's happening. So I, I, and this even, time of the year. And this time of the year. So I'm not going to be critical of him there. So that, that, that part is tough. But when you switch the Cavs and you look at the balance of their team, and I don't think that there are uh, a team that's complete. I do believe that there are one or two pieces, maybe a gritty defensive player, a 3 and D guy. I think that's the only thing that they are missing. But as far as star power with Donovan Mitchell, you got multiple young bigs. Kevin Love off the bench. They're going to get Ricky Rubio back at some point in time so they just have such a balanced team and I love it because of, of the the charisma that their young guys have no egos with Darius Garland no ego with Jared Allen no ego with a ton of these guys and Donovan Mitchell is able to come in and be a leader yeah Donovan Mitchell has taken the next step with his maturation as an all-star in the NBA right now he's averaging 29 points per game which a couple, maybe a week or so ago we were saying like he's top five in MVP consideration also by far he has his highest field goal percentage at 49.6, his by far highest three-point field goal percentage at 42.4%. But a lot of the criticism around Donovan Mitchell and based on what happened in Utah was like, okay, he's a volume offensive player. Like, how is he going to fit into a foundation?
foundation that is really set with these young guys that are capable. And he's proven to take that next step because if you look at what their offense was in uh, 2020, 28th, last year goes to 20th. Now they're 10th. They're winning. Right. He's a candidate for everything that you can think of when you think about leaders and the direction of this franchise. He's delivered so far on what this big move has been for him personally. So I think he should get a little bit more respect for what he's done. I and couldn't act. imagine a team yeah, passing what? up on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's t- two things. One, New York, <laughs> but not just the Knicks, who I thought maybe two or three days before Cleveland did the deal with Utah, I thought New York was right at the doorstep mm. and they would get a deal done. It is rare in this league with a trade of that magnitude that teams walk away from each other given they just weren't very yeah. far apart. I think New York thought that the Jazz didn't really have another trade partner. They could revisit it. The deal with Cleveland gets done 48 hours later. But I think back to uh, Donovan Mitchell's Davis press conference. I went into Cleveland. And watching him that day, he was working out with his teammates. They were kind of doing offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody on the court. They had been in Nashville the week before yeah. uh, with Darius Garland in his hometown. And the way that Donovan Mitchell went into Cleveland and said, I am going to fit into your team, into your chemistry. And there is a lot of talent there. Mm. And there has been no growing pains at all. No real adjustment for how these guys would play with each other. I think it's a credit not just to Donovan Mitchell, but J.B. Bickerstaff. And I think the attitude, the spirit of that Cavaliers group. Well, you know, just talking to J.B. Bickerstaff after the game, he said Donovan Mitchell's better than people even realize. He's better than advertised. Mm. He's, everybody knew he could score. But I think what they didn't realize is how good of a player he was as a complete player. J.B. was saying he's, he orchestrates the, the game. He knows what his teammates need in those in different moments and what they need in that spot. And, and I think that's something that we didn't know. You always saw him as a scorer. You know he was a slam dunk champion. Mm-hmm. But to have that feel for how his teammates need to play and what he needs – what they need from him, that's something that I don't even know the Cavs realized they were getting. Right. Yeah, and I, I'm not, this is not even going to be critical of Quinn Snyder, but I, when talking to JB, he says, like, look, there was some talk about can he play defense? How good is he defense? If he's just going to be scored? But he's done everything that they have asked of him defensively also. And he's used to having bigs behind him. Yep. Yeah. He's used to having shot blockers behind him. So right. he knows how to play that style of like, hey, I'm going to guard. But they've also challenged him to a little bit more of like, hey, we're, we're this isn't just funnel everything to Rudy Gobert. We have shot blockers, but our one-on-one defense needs to be better. And I think he's done a very good job of leading by example in that category. So this was Donovan Mitchell's night. The Cavs get the win. The Lakers, they're still seven and three though despite the loss last night it makes me wonder Woj as we are halfway through this road trip that the Lakers are on as we start to approach the trade deadline here in a couple of months how are the Lakers thinking about their roster right now well I think this stretch has bought them a little bit of time now um, to to really uh, not have to rush into anything the conversations that are going on right now ahead of the trade deadline Outside of Jay Crowder, John Collins, who are players I think both teams want to move sooner than later, it's mostly teams just calling each other going, what are you interested in? What are the needs you're trying to fill? Here's what we would like. Not so much making concrete offers. That starts to come as we get closer to the trade deadline. But I think for the Lakers, I think their strategy remains the same, which is we know what their assets are, the 27 and the 29 unprotected first-round picks, right. that they're not going to use those unless they can get back uh, essentially an all-star level player. And, and it remains to be seen if those kind of players are available at the deadline. Like a lot of teams, I think the Lakers will watch Chicago, mm. see if that is an organization that decides it might pivot 
before the trade deadline. But I think what's more realistic is you know, expiring contracts and maybe one of those picks in a deal. I don't know that there's a two-pick deal out there for the Lakers. I will say this. I have been publicly critical of Rob Palinka, and when you said buy some time, mm. that's what I feel like has happened. Anthony Davis has played the best basketball that he has played in the last two seasons, and I think that bought the Lakers some time. That allowed the Lakers to be like, okay, we're not about to just almost tank, it seems like, because our team is just, it seemed like the energy was off to start the season, but Anthony Davis's performance, and that's what happens. Stars can cover up so many mistakes. Stars can cover up roster mistakes. Stars can cover up some things, but it still is going to stay in the exact same place that they are. They've bought some time, but if they're going to have a respectable season, they're going to need to make a move down the stretch. So no Anthony Davis tonight, no LeBron James tonight. They play in Toronto, and then on Friday, they play against Philadelphia on ESPN. Philadelphia got back James Harden recently, might we be any closer to seeing Tyrese Maxey back on the floor? Yeah, Tyrese Maxey was on the practice court in Philadelphia, started to do a little running. I'm told that he is still on target uh, for that one-month timeline from that November 19th injury, that left foot, uh, fracture of that left foot. So that takes you to about two weeks from now, and there's a stretch there where the Sixers have Toronto, Detroit, the Clippers uh, in that window. But the expectation is he's on course to be back before Christmas. And then you finally get this Sixer team back whole. Good news for Philadelphia fans. Tyrese Maxey could be coming back soon. All right, so to come on NBA Today, y'all, another unbelievable triple-double <laughs> stat line for Luca. Miss Cheney, would you break down the play oh, absolutely. that the Mavs won on? Thank you, sis. Plus, the legend, Doris Burke, sits down Whoa. with Trey Young ahead of Hawks-Knicks at Madison Square Garden tonight. They discuss what has worked so far for Atlanta. Also, speaking of legends, it's Larry Bird's birthday, so we take a look back at his top plays of all time. We are just getting started. Do not go anywhere. Larry Legend? Okay. Larry Legend <laughs> himself. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. 
So I'm sitting on the plane, and I turn on the end of this game, and I am so oh. glad I did yes. because Nikola Jokic versus Luka Doncic. Look at the turtle. Look at the turtleneck. Oh, okay. I didn't know Jokic did that. All right, yeah. well, Jokic's fit was hot, but it was Luka Doncic's <laughs> play that was just on fire, Richard. No, it, it, again, you watch Luka play, and what he does. Just what he does for his team. That's a mean. That's KCP on him. Yeah. That's a good defender. He's well, 23 years old. I mean, <laughs> he this. finished with 15 points in the first half, but only finished with 20. This was my, this has been one of my, look at their center. Look at Jokic run. At center. Look That's, at that guy. I, I, I tweeted last night, watching Jokic play is like watching Steph play. If you appreciate it, you appreciate it. You understand how special it is. <laughs> well, and then Luca needs a little bit of help from his supporting cast. Yes. Big three there. Yeah, Tim, big three. Yeah, they need Tim Hardaway Jr. to be big for them. But but Jokic, the way they move that ball, he is an offense amongst himself. Big shot there by Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown letting the crowd know the Nuggets up by one. 37 okay. seconds left. Luca looking once again. Three. It's good. The Nuggets down two at this point. Ooh, look at that mean mug. <laughs> yeah, they're fired up, but. After a missed free throw, come on, Tim. Just not enough. The Mavs, they hang on to win. Just an absolute thriller, 116-115. Shanae Gumake, can you tell us how the Mavs got this done? Thank you so much, sis. Thanks, Malika. Everyone knows Luka can score with the best of them, but it's the all-around game that is most impressive to me. What won Dallas the game yesterday was not his scoring, but his passing. He now has six triple-doubles on the season, which is more than any other player and also more than any team total combined. So let's take a look at the game-winning play by Luka and the Mavs. So watch this. Actually, first, let me tell you this. What Luka really wants in an end-of-game scenario, he wants isolation and he also wants a switch that he can take advantage of. But he knew the defense, the Nuggets defense, was going to be aggressive. So what do they do? Dribble handoff into a flare screen so it forces a switch. And you'll see the switch coming. Now, normally, Luka would really exploit this, but this is where he goes to decoy mode, knowing that they're going to be aggressive. Now his job right here is to draw the defense out and exaggerate what is to come. And what is coming is a trap. Now, normally, if you look at Nikola Jokic and also Aaron Gordon, who are going to be engaged in this trap, Normally, if you're going to switch and it's going to be one-on-one, you're going to be low defensively. Jokic is standing straight up, which is another signal that he's probably going to try to run out on him. Also, you can even see Dorian Finney-Smith. The Mavs are all on point. He's ready to slip the screen knowing that the trap is coming. But my favorite part right here, actually, is I want you to watch Coach Michael Malone. Watch him. This is the strategy. The trap comes, here's a slip. He's like, trap, trap. Beautiful, behind the back dime. And by the way, y'all, by the time uh, he caught that ball, what did he force? He forced the one, two, three on two where any one of them could have got a really good look. But most importantly, Malika, mm. this shows that Luka's not only willing to take the big shot, but he's also willing to trust in his teammates by baiting out the defense. Beautiful behind the back dime. And guess what? That got you a win. It was just an awesome game. The person next to me was like, are you okay? Are you good? Because I was like, oh, oh my god, Luka, he's doing it again. <laughs> you okay? You okay? Let's dive into this game a little bit more, though, specifically Luka versus Jokic. Jokic is the two-time MVP. Yep. Luka thoroughly in the hunt, in the mix this year. Ramona, if you're looking, though, at who can lead their team further, and I know that's a loaded question, <laughs> yeah. also to look at the cast around them, how are you assessing that? I mean... <laughs> I know. Okay. Janae's just like, yes, you can start me up. I'm done with my younger, I guess. 
Yes, you probably go there. But Luca has the ball in his hands more. They so he has to start the play. Yes, and and the when teams have beaten the Nuggets in the past, they just kind of dare Jokic to do what he does, but make everyone else beat them. Right. Um, you can't do that as much with Luca because he's such a he has a little more around him. But with Jamal Murray can be Jamal Murray then. It's it's close because Jokic is such an amazing passer, and I didn't know he could run the floor like that, Richard. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I knew he could run the floor, but to wow. me, it's it's Jokic, and it's mainly because wow. of the cast. No, it is. Yeah. It's Jokic because of the cast. Right. And like we're talking, you're saying, oh, but it's a two-time MVP. I mean, one back guy did just take his team to the Western Conference. Yeah, one guy final. did take his and team to the Western Conference Finals two, year, two, two years, two years, years ago. ago. Two years ago, two years ago, they both, yeah. they both yeah. left. I have recency bias. But this, I respect your honesty. Because, yeah. look, when you look at this roster, right, when I look at the Denver Nuggets, you got Aaron Gordon, who was 10 for 13, right? Like, you got to pay attention to him, especially with Jokic, the way he moves, right. slashes, cuts, offensive rebounds. When you look at Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray will be so much better come April, yeah. come May. Like, that's when he's going to be playing his best basketball. I don't look at this this Denver roster or, or this Dallas roster. I think they're good. I think they could, but they lost their second best player. Christian Wood is good, but he's not quite there yet. Sorry, Houston sis. He's not quite there yet. So I just like the Denver Nuggets roster. So I will be the tiebreak and actually not hedge and just say I'm going to say Luca. Okay. Just because the question is who can carry their team further. And I think on Luca's back, you get a ball handler, but you also get someone that can initiate the offense and control the pace. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. Literally, but, okay. But that's the difference in the NBA. What has been the argument about Anthony Davis? He can't pass himself the ball. Right. Luka Doncic can control the game in a way that only guards control that's the game right now. That's not true. How is that not I'm true? I'm going to argue it's with a, Which post player right now controls the game and is effective? The two-time MVP Nikola Jokic. Okay, but, like, I'm talking about when Look it comes. Look at his assist. Look at I'm assist. talking about when it comes to overall when you're scripting an offense. Like, how it, it, it always comes down to the ball handler. And I think Yo, Luka Doncic, Jokic, based on his talent. Jokic averages more assists. Jokic, Jokic might have more. Uh, you're struggling right no, now. No, 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 no. I think Jokic might have actually more certified all-star caliber town around him. Fair, fair. But individually, Luka Doncic by himself probably can – or he's half, he's 2.5 guys out there on the floor. 55 points is what he generates based on what he does scoring and assisting. So I think in the day and age where the NBA, it all comes down to who can handle the ball. Well, and to that point, you have Aaron Gordon going for 27 last night. Bruce oh, Brown had 12. So Nikola Jokic, okay. 19. <laughs> KCP yep. had 12. Jamal Murray had 11. Bones Highland with 20. Woo. And that wasn't enough to – Luca. I know it wasn't enough. I'm not saying, look, like, Jamal <laughs> Murray you. was two for 11. Jamal <laughs> Murray was two for 11. Yeah, I think. he struggled. But, but again, when I look at that, Bones Highland, what he's able to do, again, you had no Michael Porter Jr. out there. So there's more there's more meat on that bone when you're talking about the Denver Nuggets than we're talking about the Dallas Last Mavericks. time we talked about the Mavericks, we were t- the, the, the sense was they, they lost Brunson and replaced his production with Spencer Dinwiddie's production, right? But you but never replaced Spencer Dinwiddie's right. production, right? <laughs> yes. yeah. If Tim Hardaway Jr. can do what he's done the last five games. Mm. He's had five games with at least five three-pointers. Mm-hmm. Now you're t- now yeah. you're That's when somewhere. you're starting to cook. But the fact that Jokic right. is even the conversation right next to Luka in the sense that he can command deer and offense to yeah. me is a huge win for a center because it's not easy for ADs. It's not easy also, for the Embiid. You have to be more of a hybrid why, ball handler. Him no, but the only person, the yeah. answer is the only person is Giannis who is a hybrid ball handler and center mm. that has been able to from that position win a championship. As long as you recognize, Richard, that, as as you recognize Jefferson, that Jokic is different than any player in Skill-wise, the Skill-wise. And that's yes. why he's from the, the center position, yes. MVP. 
MVP. Yeah, yes. Ramona Shelburne, okay. thanks for spending a little time with us here on NBA Today. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about some MVP Cowboys oh. players. Because speaking of, we preview tonight's matchup between the top-seeded Celtics and the Suns. Who has the edge between Booker and Tatum? I can't wait for that game. Plus, the Heat, they fell to the Pistons. That was without Jimmy Butler, though. The Warriors, they're going to be without Steph, without Draymond, uh, without Andrew Wiggins. It's that time. Tonight. So don't miss Richard's take on the durability of key players. And Trey Young, he returns to the Garden tonight. Doris Burke sits down with the Hawk star for a little film session. We'll be back in just three minutes. Oh, it's always good. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Booker on the drive and sends it with his chest. Not only putting up the numbers, but he's winning games. It's another one. What are we witnessing here? I think it's time for us to start talking about Jason Tatum as a leading candidate for league MVP honors. The Celtics and Suns, they score off tonight in the second game of our ESPN doubleheader. They are the top two teams in their respective conferences. The similarities, though, they don't stop there. In the last two years, both teams, they lost the NBA Finals that they once led 2-1 in. They've overcome turbulent off-seasons where key leaders were handed season-long suspensions, and they've been carried by just MVP-level performances from their franchise players. But both teams are also missing some key pieces. Robert Williams, Cam Johnson, Chris Paul, Al Horford, and health and safety protocols, just to name a few here. But Adrian Wojnarowski, help, it, it may be on the way. What's the latest on Chris Paul? Yeah, after a month away with that heel injury, I'm told Chris Paul is expected uh, to return tonight against Boston. And so, a potential NBA Finals preview, mm. we get to see this Phoenix team now closer to hole. Yeah, and that's absolutely going to be exciting, particularly for Suns fans. On the other side, though, Robert Williams, we have not seen him in a while. What is the latest there? Yeah, Malika, Robert Williams is getting closer. He's been practicing. He's made great progress on that off-season surgery. The timeline right now is still potentially 10 to 12 days, mm. but don't rule out the possibility that Robert Williams wakes up one day and decides 
he's ready to return. But we may still, uh, I think we expect he'll be back before Christmas. Uh, but Boston's defense, which was number one in the league last season, certainly is going to get a great bump when they get Robert Williams back here uh, in the very near future. And I certainly hope that we get to see that full strength Bucks versus Boston on Christmas yeah. Day. As I mentioned, also no Al Horford in this one in those health and safety protocols. Okay, so since help may be on the way for Boston, I think I need to bring in a little bit of help of my own for a little breakdown of this hypothetical finals matchup. Richard, Janae, what you got? Well, okay, so we basically decided we're going to do a draft of the starting five. We got the 10 players in their starting lineup. There's some hypotheticals because there's some guys in health and safety protocols. We don't know what it is. I don't know how to work this touchscreen. No, so I'm gonna have you know Janae what? I think for, I'm no, going to be a, a, a gentle it. woman don't and let you pick no, first. No, 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 no. We Wait, paper, scissors, rock, really quick. Okay, right. Paper, One, scissors, two. rock, shoot. Paper, scissors, rock, shoot. Paper, scissors, rock, shoot. Oh, you I go win. First. So you, you have to pick first. Go. Okay, so first I'm going to go Jason Tatum. Okay, I, the, I, I don't know how to work this. Drag oh, it and take it, it. Tag. Okay, now press it. Pre press. No, 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 no. Just press. go here. Go here. Go here. Oh, oh, wow, that's dope. Thank Arizona, y'all. Arizona. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, so I get picks two and three. So, so I am going to take Devin Booker. Oh no, no. Oh wait, wait. Okay. Watch, this. watch this game. We practice this, guys. So we're gonna go back over here. Perfect. Right. Okay, so I get. I'm gonna take Devin Booker. You, yeah, you get. You get. And two. then I'm gonna also take Jalen Brown. So who's your next? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to go with a healthy, with a healthy CP. I'm going to go with a healthy CP. Okay? I'm surprised you okay. did I'm that go because I'm going CP. off of the now. Yes. And so based off of the now, I actually prepped for this. I'm going to take DA. Go DA. That's my DA. Let me say this. Okay. Of all of the people on this list, hypothetically, the one person that will not be on this list come playoffs is probably DeAndre Ayton because, you know, well, look, there's some underlying things here. But I'm going to go with the defensive player of the year. He next. earned his money. No, I'm not saying he didn't okay, earn his I money. I'm just saying that, that okay. I think there still might be a little something, a little tension going okay. there. Shout out my boy from Arizona. Let's go. Okay. Are you spilling some tea? Then I'm going to go here with Bridges. Okay. And then after that, I'm going to, okay, my guy Cam. My guy Cam. No, no, no. Gah. Yeah, I, so, I took you him. You took him. You took him. I'm going to go with Cam. Okay, and the last two, uh, is it Derek White and Al Horford, right? So I'm going to go probably with Al Horford. Big Al. This is, you know, you just don't, you don't leave me, you don't leave me with my, who's last, who's last on this list? Derek oh, White, no, I, buddy. Got, I, got, I got Time Lord. Oh, oh, we, okay, Lord. never mind. I got Time Lord. Time Lord, that's my last pick. That's okay. okay I want you, you guys to tell me why my team is so much better than Wait, Earth. wait, wait, wait. So if we're going off of the now, right, you've yep. got Jason Tatum, who is a front runner for MVP, right? Yes. And you've got Chris Paul, who has yet to really play. Uh, Marcus Smart is solid. But look at mine. I've got Devin Booker, who's been on a tear. I know the last few games have been a little bit slow lower. These two can combine for almost 60 points. You got DA for rim protection and then a solid vet in 3D. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. MVP, all defense, all defense, all defense. I'm focused on the defense. Malika, that's our team. I look she won 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 she won
Young fires from the way. Downtown and takes him out. I know it's a bunch of shows around this city, and I know what, what they do when the show is over. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> Is there anything better than Trey Young in the Garden? He, he burst onto the scene during his first season at Oklahoma, his freshman year, and then he took another step into the spotlight after taking down the Knicks in the 2021 playoffs. And then after struggling against the Heat in the following year's playoffs, the organization, they went out to get a little bit of help. They got all-star DeJounte Murray. So our Doris Burke sat down with Trey Young to ask him about his relationship with Murray, as well as his tricks to his lob and his floater game. Young, he puts up the floater. Wow. Trey, three from the wing. Oh, my, my. Whoa. So I want to start with last year. What lessons did you personally, Trey, take from the Miami loss in the playoffs? They definitely exposed a lot of our weaknesses as far as just maybe not having another guy out there that can create for somebody else and, and get other guys involved. Because they were doing a lot of trapping and sitting guys at boxes and, and elbows, making sure I didn't get into the paint. I think the, the front office went out and, and they thought about it. I know that's why DeJounte is here. Welcome DeJounte Murray. <laughs> sure. Murray puts up the jump shot. Got it! DeJounte Murray! How hard is it at times to relinquish the ball? Uh, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's, it's not hard at all. I mean, in high school, I, I played with the number one player in my class, Michael Porter. I was okay with it because we won a championship. Just going through that experience really prepared me for whenever I got to the stage and I needed somebody else to help me win a championship. Trey and DeJounte ready to go to work. One of the things I marvel at is how much mental mapping of the floor is occurring as you're just dribbling and trying to navigate. I'm always looking and searching to see whether there's a mismatch or whether there's a crease. To your point, like in this instance, they're, they're trapping. Okay. When I'm dribbling it, yeah. you see I'm looking at Cade. So that's really my read right here is I'm, I'm seeing Cade. Whether if Cade comes in, I'm hitting DeJounte. First of all, look at your shoulders are left and your vision is left. Mm -hmm. And so look at where the defender's eyes are going. This is so beautiful. And then what happens? Boom. Yep. It's like reading a quarterback. Guys read your eyes. So like you can look guys off. You can look big men up and they'll jump or it's just little things. All right. So we're going to play a game mm -hmm. because your floater and your lob are so similar. I'm going to try to make a guess as did he go to the floater or did he go to score? All right. All right, so you're attacking the middle of the floor. You are smack dab in the middle of five defenders. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying lob. Yeah. Do you remember it? I think I floated this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now listen, even that one right there, roll it back just a touch. Watch the arc on this shot. Does the arc on your floater change depending on like, look at, is that higher than typical? For sure. I always knew I needed the floater, and I've practiced it since I was probably in sixth, fifth grade. My dad would hold up a broom above the, above the goal, and I would practice shooting it above the broom, shooting it high, with high arc. All right, let's see. He's getting below the free throw line. I'm going to say, now listen, Clint is sprinting. I'm going to say you go to the floater here. Nah, this is the lob. This is the, this is the lob. This is the lob at the left. Clearly, I'd be getting dumped on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you would have stayed with Clint, that would have been one. All right, give me one more. I hate being wrong. I just want you to know. All right. Killian. 
Now I'm gonna go Ooh, long. This may get me. I don't know about this. Okay, let's see. This yeah. is too great. I mean, listen, this is the beauty of your game, and it does help that I don't know and the defender doesn't know. Mm -hmm. That's the point of it. I'm glad you caught that. I have to use my, my cerebral abilities to my advantage, so me not being the biggest guy or the guy who can jump the highest, I got to be able to outthink the defense. Thank you, Doris. Thank you, Trey. You can see Trey in action tonight in the first game of our NBA doubleheader, the Hawks. They take on the Knicks at 7.30 Eastern. And then Jason Tatum and the Celtics, they face Devin Booker and the Suns. Our coverage tips off with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. So we started today's show with the Lakers-Cavs game. It was compelling, but so was the halftime show. This is competitive eating world champion Joey Chestnut. Where's Big Perk? Not to be confused Chip Oh, my goodness. Uh, he ate 47 pierogies last night, destroying the Clevelanders that challenged him. Oh. It, it begs the question, though. Um, Chanae, if we're doing a food eating contest, what you, what you putting down? French fries. Like, I actually that go is the all around. Lamest, that is the lamest answer. You, how is it? It's saying you can paper, scissors, rock. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I can pace myself with French fries. Uh, I don't need ketchup. Actually, I do prefer ketchup. French fries one by one. By the way, guys, I, since, since I say paper, scissors, rock, I also, like, uh, line up my ketchup on each fry. So, like, I rip open the packet and I line it and eat gonna it. Make and a, line they're going to make a, a Netflix documentary about you one day. Hope I so. Wait, Run so. me my money. Can we all yes. agree curly fries are the, the better kind of fries? No way. You Season like the fries. Plain. Well, actually, they're okay. I like my fries a little undercooked. Okay. I'm a little straight. Okay. What? What's next? A little undercooked. What are you Not too eat? crispy. Oysters. Yeah. Whoa, and I'm weird? Yeah, no, if we're talking are about... Are you going to be okay in a competitive eating contest? How, fun, how funny like, would it be just watching people just crush oyster after oyster after oyster? Yeah. You just want that swimming around in yes. your mouth? Yes, You want 100%. those, like, I want big dripping down Ew. my face. Oh, just if, like, you were a food, you would definitely be an oyster or a peanut. No, 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 peanuts. You'd be a peanut. I, I, I think I would go pickles or sushi. Pickles? They go down. Like, like, like... No? Whole or, or slice? Well, I would chew them. Well, no, I'm saying like a whole <laughs> Yeah, you can't like, like a whole pickle. You can have like bite or, like, slice the pickle. I'm thinking of volume of consumption and ease in which I could do it. I think so. But pickles are pickles. Pickles, like the whole thing of the hot dogs is that like you, it's easier. We're not, yeah, what? We're not listening to anybody who cho chose french fries. As yeah, that's it. a. Richard is way too ambitious. You're Mine makes eating, sense. And I think I win. What, what, Wait, what was your other sushi? Sushi, sushi. makes sense, did right? Perk, did Perk have an answer? Wings. Oh, well, yeah. It, yeah. I hope preferably boneless. <laughs> Coming up on NBA Today, should the Heat be concerned after a loss to the Pistons? Just a matter of Jimmy Butler missing time. We'll be back after the break. If we're still here. Boneless? Yeah, like if it's a contest. <laughs> I think about Tony Colton. Tony had spirit like you couldn't believe. Tony passed away and I was at his bedside at the hospital when he was terminally ill and he whispered, Mr. V, please help those kids. Don't let them suffer like me. And I said, Tony, to my last breath, I will beg and plead for dollars. So people out there go to V.org and make a donation. It's V Week at ESPN when we partner with the V Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research. This game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research.
So, a little under the radar game last night. It was Pistons. <laughs> Jimmy Butler yeah. ruled out of that one. I like yeah. that with the way yeah. you said. Listed as injury management. Detroit took full advantage. Bogdanovich scored 28 of his 31 points in the second half. Alec Burks added 18. Detroit ran away. What up, Alec? Second half to beat Miami 116 to 96. And the Heat, they're now on the outside looking in of the play-in race. Play-ins, not the playoffs. Falling a half game behind the Knicks and the Wizards for those final two play-in spots. However, Miami is still just two games back of number six, Brooklyn. And uh, speaking of stars being out, the Warriors, they could be in for a little bit of a long night against the Jazz tonight in Salt Lake City. Steph Curry rolled out with a left ankle soreness. Draymond Green is going to be out with left hip tightness. Andrew Wiggins will miss this one, his second straight missed game with a right adductor strain. So last year's All-Stars, they've already combined to miss 145 games this season, which works out to about five and a half games missed per All-Star. That's with the season less than two months old. Richard, I know you are passionate I know you have thoughts. I know you have sermons on this, so the floor is yours. No, uh, okay. I have no problem with guys that are injured, missing time. That's, that's part of it. But I think some of the sports and science teams out there like to sit guys out because they just want to validate their jobs. So we're not going to talk about that right now because, look, hey, if you want to validate your job and sit guys out and let hard-working fans that pay so much money. So let's talk about the people – that do play in the games. Can we show my list of the guys that I want to give some love of, love to, and I want to talk about the longest streaks that we have going on Ooh, in the league. Okay. Mikhail Bridges, 333 straight games. Kevon Looney, 136 games. Iron this man. guy, and this man just came off the finals. Buddy Hield. I don't. I don't even. Denny Abdia. Denny Abdia. Denny Abdia. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Terrence, man, he's been in the ter- man's been in the league for 12 seconds, <laughs> and he's on this list. I understand some of the veteran guys that are deeper. I understand that. I get it. But I don't remember. Was it who was it? Olden Polonies? Who was it? Somebody said this. If you don't condition yourself to run a marathon, if you don't condition yourself to run a marathon, it becomes very, very hard to run a marathon. There are players that are actively deconditioning themselves, making it harder to do 82 games. I'm not going to talk about how I played 82 games, then went to the finals and came back and played 80 games and went to the NBA finals, did two summer league. All of that can be done, but you have to condition your body. If you're only playing 10 games and you take five days off, you play another 10 games, and I'm going to keep talking until this red light goes off. No, okay, I got you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, uh, so I think with the – great points, Richard. Thank you. Way, great point. <laughs> I think that we came in on uh, the update with the Golden State Warriors, and I think this sort of reminds you how great they have been because since 2014 to have those championships and have all that extended run, mm-hmm. I know we're talking about them not potentially playing, but overall, like, that just makes you think of how many extra miles are on your body. I mean, Richard, yeah, you're no, in that you, 2016 cast. You put a lot of miles on your yeah. body, but – I just don't – I've seen too many players, and this is not about load management. The load management was not created by the players. Hear me out. Load management was not created by the players. It was created by teams, training staff, and even some coaches. We'll give Greg Popovich some of this credit for this. But it wasn't created by the players. They are giving players days off, time off that it truly but, isn't needed, and it allows them to decondition themselves. Richard, what I found is that 
players are willing to go run through walls to get that first championship. But then after that, it's hard. You're seeing what the Lakers are trying to do to find another one. You're seeing what Milwaukee needs to do to have people healthy, you know, to try to compete for another one with Giannis. And so I think once you – that's why I look at the Warriors and I'm like, this extended run of them dominant is super impressive considering the state like to repeat. But you're right. Keep I, playing. It was new to, new to me to hear injury management. I know we've got load management. Now it's injury management. Injury management. management. That, more that make it more legit Who's for you? going to get time off for bad no. haircuts? No. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing, injury. In just 60 seconds, we're going to talk about someone who played a whole lot and defined excellence. It's Larry Bird's birthday, so we have a very special edition of Top of the Top. Ooh. See which plays make the cut. We'll be right back. There will never, ever be another Larry Bird. Going for those fakes. Great pass. There's nobody better with a game on the line. Yes! Larry Bird for three. Aims to Bird. He gets a good shot in the Celtics win. Back in the bird. The ball away is not. Oh my goodness. You are watching what greatness is all about. birthday to the legend Larry Bird. He turned 66 today. We need to get better birthday music. Uh, so he has his very own top of the top. Oh. We're going to start. Oh, I'm with, too close. <laughs> you're too close. Some top dimes. Um, but we couldn't pick just one, so we have four. Let me put my contacts on really quick. I know. I'm like, we don't have <laughs> HD. But it didn't matter. It didn't stop the bucket. Yeah. People understand that Larry Bird was six foot Ooh, ten plus doing this. He was a six foot ten two guard. Well, and then we have some top rhythm here. Ooh, okay. Oh, the hit Ooh, from Coach Lick, baby. That's tough. That was his name. I, that was his I nickname. Know. Okay, I got okay, that. yeah. It's, yeah. Look at that. Behind the glass. This dude used to run and do, like, construction on the offseason. And then this is his <laughs> next game. I mean. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love a little celebration at the end. Look at that. Look at, you got to love Larry Bird. Who doesn't love Larry? Could you hoop oh, in those shorts? For could I hoop in those shorts? Yes. Please don't. Please yes. Yes, 100%. Everyone could hoop in those shorts. Okay. Okay. Oh, listen, man. The opposing bench is like, I don't even, I don't even want to look at that one. No, watch watch him. When they saw him catching fire, look at. Are you at a moment like that? Oh, heck yeah, I'm at moments like that. They're like, what is this guy They're doing? Like, what is going on? Look, man, when you're watching other pros. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's killing us. <laughs> when you're a pro, oh, respect it like that. I mean, you're like, like, he's killing God, us. What are you like, doing? Like, Richard, they're like, could be me. Right, <laughs> listen, I'm over here. Wouldn't it be me? Look, look, Larry is one of the greatest that we have ever seen. Not yes. even in basketball, just in sport. Oh, we would not have the NBA in present-day form if it wasn't for this legend. Him yeah, and him and Magic, yeah. neck and neck, changened the yeah. game. Well, and Happy he, birthday. he was a little ambidextrous, too. He could do it. Oh, yeah, he started talking. Oh, yeah, left floater. His left yeah. hand. Look at this. Left. Yep. Right. His left. Uh, left. I got oh, you. Yeah. I'm going to beat you guys with my left hand. Yep. That's when, when the game gets boring for certain people, they just try and make it harder for themselves, and then it still becomes boring. He made but, 21 shots, 10 with his left hand in this. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna beat you with my left yeah. hand. Yeah. No. I think you could. Yes, I think coach, I can. My so left wait, hand is trash. Should we play a little scissors, paper, rock? Oh, that's No, trash. we should play paper, scissors, I rock. Get the, I didn't get the color scheme it's today. rock, paper, scissors. You're okay, apparently like everyone says it's rock, paper, Jeez, scissors, I, I but my family grew up is. playing paper, scissors, rock. But your family is what wrong. Is, we're Nigerian, so we didn't play it that what much. What does your family call chicken? That you go you go to the store, you get some. We get some rotisserie chicken, baby. Spread love. Brooklyn Okay, Mrs. Pickle. <laughs> you can call me that. Just like, hey, my I'm guy. got the hoodie on. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.